Again, if you're joining us uh, this morning, I want to thank you for being here because, you know, you, you could be anywhere that you wanted to be here on a Sunday morning, but instead you're taking a few time, few moments out to spend some time with me, and I greatly appreciate that, and hopefully today will be a blessing to you. I want to, you know, this is Holy Week, the beginning of Holy Week. Uh, uh, today is uh, the anniversary of Palm Sunday that took place many, many years ago. And this is the day that, that Jesus entered into the, uh, the town of Jerusalem, uh, riding on a donkey, and the, the crowds waved palm branches at him and laid their cloaks down in the ground before him and, and treated him like royalty. Well, throughout this week, there'll be a lot of different things going on. Uh, there'll be a, a, a Friday, a Good Friday service, uh, wherever you are, and I would in, encourage you to to participate in that and remember, you know, the trial and the crucifixion and, you know, those aspects of, of our Christian faith that lead us to the resurrection, which is what Christianity is all about. It's about being renewed. It's about being redeemed. Uh, it's about being forgiven, you know, by God through his own sacrifice on our behalf. So, again, welcome Thanks for coming. I hope that this Holy Week is one that is very, very just just a real intimate blessing to each one of you. Today I want to talk about choices a little bit. And, you know, choices are one of those things that we all have to do. We make choices all the time, don't we? Well, today I want to talk about the ultimate choice that has been made. And we read about that in the book of 1 John in chapter 3. And this is what it says. It says, this is how we know love. Jesus laid down his life for us. And we ought to lay our lives down for our brothers and sisters. You see, scripture here is talking about that, that God laid down his life for us through his son Jesus. And and paid the price for all of our disobedience, all of our wrongs, all of the things that that we have that have separated us from the love of God in our life. And through this statement, you know, there's there's no exclusions in there. The cross of Christ, the forgiveness that is being offered, the 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 restitution that's being paid it is all available to every single person regardless of who you are regardless of past sins in your life or wherever doesn't really make any difference the cross and the forgiveness and the relationship with god is open to all people you don't have to be perfect you just simply have to be willing to accept it and willing to accept god for who he is you know, this, this relationship with God is one that transforms us into new people. I know, and you could check with my family if you want, I am not the same person that I was, say, maybe 10, 20 years ago. I'm just not. That person, I don't even, I don't even recognize him anymore. You see, it's through that relationship that we have with God that those transformations take place. And they are open and available to all people. That's what Scripture tells us. That's what the cross of Christ is all about. It doesn't make any difference about race. It doesn't make any difference if you're worthy. Because honestly, none of us are worthy for this tremendous gift 
that God has given to us. In the scripture, we read um, some writings by a man in the Old Testament by the name of Isaiah. Now, Isaiah lived in the city of Jerusalem. He was a resident there about 700 years about 700 years before Jesus enters the scene. And Isaiah had access to the courts. He was uh, well-informed about the, the affairs of the state back then. He was from a ruling class family because they had things set up in you know, different classes. And, and he was well-educated that we can read and, and can ascertain from his writings. Well, let me, let me share another one of those writings with you. Uh, from Scripture that talks about the choice that we have to make in our life. And this comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 56. And the Lord said, Be honest and fair. Soon I will come to save you, and my saving power will be seen everywhere on the earth. I will bless everyone who respects the Sabbath and refuses to do wrong. Foreigners who worship me should not say the Lord won't let us be part of his people. You see, he was, he was opening the door for all people, including the Gentiles. He said the Lord won't let us be part of his people. Men who are unable to become fathers must no longer say we're dried up trees. To them, I, the Lord, say, respect the Sabbath, obey me completely, and keep our agreement. And I will set up monuments in my temple with your names written on them. You know, in those days back then, they would have understood this to mean that if we simply trust in God and obey God, you know, we realizing that we're fallen people, we none of us are worthy of this. Uh, but if we will trust in God and we will follow God's commands in our life, um, and we ask for that forgiveness, then it is open to all people. Now, it wasn't just for the Jews. This was open to all people, as, as he says here in the scriptures, that, you know, we'll believe in him and we'll follow him and obey him. In other words, you got to make the choice. Everybody makes the choice. Now, let me put this in a, with a different version of 1 John. Let me put it to you in a little bit more uh, contemporary terms. This is how we know what love is. Jesus Christ laid down his life for us. That was a choice. And we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Again, a choice that we make. If anyone has material possessions and sees a brother or sister in need, but has no pity on them, how can the love of God be in that person? Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but in actions and in truth. You see, what, what he's saying here is, again, by choice, the opportunity for forgiveness and relationship is open to all people. And in response to that, through the gratitude that we have to God for all that he's offered to us, then we should be his representatives. We should be so grateful that we are obedient to God by, by, hey, serving our brothers and sisters, serving those around us that are in need. This is what the gospel is all about. This is what Christianity, the decisions that we make, is all about. You know, choices are made by everyone 
thousands and thousands of times a day. Just like the choice to honor God and respect God, to follow God, to carve out time in our life for God, or the, or the chances that we won't, the choice that we won't. God is always seeking people, especially those that are lost. He's always opening the door for those, especially the lost. You can be the worst of the worst, or you can be the best of the best and live in a million-dollar home. The opportunities that God gives each one of us for forgiveness and relationship are the same. It's simply by choice. Now, many of you will remember a movie that was out uh, many years ago. Uh, it was uh, called The Blind Side. And in The Blind Side, this... Uh, this young black man who was a you know high school student and he was he had lived a very dysfunctional life his mom was a drug addict and i don't think his dad was even in the picture and and he had nowhere to go nobody looking after him no care no love no family nothing and in the movie this family the tui family sees this guy and they have compassion on him and they take him in and Again, that was by choice that they made to make room for him in their family for this other child of God who was in need. Same thing that you and I have as a choice today is to make room in our lives for God as well as for those who maybe are on the outskirts. Maybe those that, that doubt whether or not God really loves them or that God even cares. You see, the choices that we make are the ones that affect our relationships with others as well as with God, and also it determines how we view God. You know, do we choose to trust him, or do we choose to put God in this box of our own perspective and expectations? This is how I expect God to be. Well, I got news for you, and I can tell you this from from personal experience, God doesn't do things in the way that you always expect him to, especially me. I, I have been surprised by the things that God has done in my life so many times it's unbelievable. But Michael Orr had to make a choice too. As his family opened their lives to him, opened their family, their home, everything to him, he had to make the choice to trust them, to honor them, to honor their opening of their lives and their homes to him. And he had to make the choice to basically be a part of their family, to obey their rules and regulations that they had for their children, the way their family operated, you know, this the, the whole concept of their family unit, what it meant to be the Tui family. Michael, do you want to be a part of that? And he had to answer that question. And we know from the movie that he did. And he opened his, his heart to that family as they opened their heart to him. Friends, this week I want you simply uh, to remember the choice that you make every single day when it comes to follow God and to accept the love and the forgiveness that he gives to you and to me and also the choice that we make in how we respond to the needs of others. Because God calls us to be faithful in all of those aspects. So I want to thank you again for joining me this morning. 
Um, this is a short one today, so enjoy the day. Enjoy the celebration, the sunshine and all that. And again, we'll see you next week on Sunday uh, for Easter Sunday. Thanks and God bless. Tough Questions for God is a teaching ministry of the Rosebush United Methodist Church, where we challenge our faith with some of the most difficult issues. Tough Questions for God is available on Facebook Live Sundays at 11.30 a.m. or go on our website at toughquestionsforgod.org and just follow the links on the homepage for YouTube or via podcast. Thanks for joining, and don't forget to like and share. God bless.